Welcome to the Married to Bravo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jolene Lunzer Hernandez. And I'm Chell Hernandez. And we host this Bravo podcast. If you guys have never listened before, Chell and I are married to each other. We're comedians. We live in Los Angeles, California. I love Bravo and Chell. Hates it. But unfortunately for Chell, when he married me, he also married Bravo. And if I could leave it on the side of the road, I would. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> he can't without a lot of paperwork and through the court system. So we watch episodes of The Housewives and other popular Bravo television shows and recap them in a hilarious fashion, hoping that Chell will one day be a fan of Bravo and it'll make our marriage stronger. It won't. If you haven't already, please follow us on uh, social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at married to bravo That's Married number 2 Bravo. And you can see Jolene drop them hot memes every week and see what the Bravo community is talking about because we actually get people from shows to actually comment on your memes yay and if you haven't already please leave us a rate and review on itunes we really appreciate that it actually helps us get out to more bravo fans so they can listen to my hate watching yes and please subscribe to us Hey guys, welcome to the Married to Bravo podcast with Jolene and Chell. Normally, we just have our Married to Bravo podcast on iTunes. However, we are now covering Top Chef for the first time ever, and we decided to take it to video on YouTube and add it to my YouTube channel. So this is my husband, Chell, if you've never met him before. And if you've never checked out our podcast on iTunes, you should go there now. There's a link in the description of this video. And we've covered a bunch of shows, and there's like over 100 episodes. So you can binge it if you don't want to hang out with your families over the holidays or you're just bored. It's a great binging podcast. But we are covering Top Chef now, and I took a bunch of notes, so I'm ready to recap, break down the first two episodes of Top Chef. But we don't normally watch Top Chef. Are you excited, Chell? I'm excited. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so it was Chell's idea to, uh, to start watching Top Chef because he is kind of sick of like the Housewives and Vanderpump. And at least Top Chef, there's something he likes on there, which is cooking. Because the basic premise of our podcast is I love Bravo. Chell hates it. But I think he might like Top Chef. We'll see. So there's a new season of Top Chef. Everything we're about to break down and recap, we have Never really watched Top Chef before, so I know there's been a lot of seasons. And there's a lot of people out there that know a lot about the show, but we don't. No. But we're learning. Yeah. So basically, uh, we're going to start with Top Chef Kentucky, because that's the latest newest, Top Chef. Latest Top Chef. Uh, Top Chef. And we just watched episode one, and um, it's all in Kentucky, I guess. I don't know if they normally do that, but... Like we said, neither of us have ever watched Top Chef, like Mm-mm. a full season. This will be my first full season of watching it. And I like I like a lot of cooking shows. So. You're good at cooking. Well, thanks. I appreciate I'm that. I'm not. You're good at eating. I'm good at, oh, <laughs> and cleaning up after, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. eating. <laughs> what? If you need to cook food, someone needs to eat it. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really good at eating. Yeah, really, me too. Really, really good. Uh, so we start the episode with all the chefs are actually walking into Churchill Downs, which is home of the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. And they introduce us to the chefs. I couldn't remember everyone's name. No, there's too many of them. There's like uh, a lot. That's a lot of chefs. Mm-hmm. I know with Housewives, I can remember six people, but that takes a whole season for me to remember. Yeah. I'm thinking, how am I ever going to learn all these chefs' names? But I think yeah. we'll... I give them nicknames. I already know my favorite, but we'll get You're, to that later. Oh, okay. We'll get to that later. You give them nicknames? Yeah. Do you have one right now? Or? So, like, your favorite is St. Paul because yeah. he's from St. Paul. Justin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you have a nickname for who your favorite is? That's St. Paul. Your favorite is St. Paul, too? No, my favorite. Oh, my favorite is um, Nini. Oh, yeah. I like Nini, too. Yeah. I, you can call them Spatula McSpatula Pants or something. I don't know. If you're thinking <laughs> of, like, a nickname, you can call them I didn't think Sturry of McPot. <laughs> you know, that's what I like uh, to call them. So all the chefs are, like, really well, like, 
I don't know if you'd say well-renowned, but they seem a to be lot very of successful. Them have worked for like major restaurants. There mm-hmm. was one lady who took time off for about ten months, and then yeah. this is her kind of coming back to the craft. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how far she gets. Natalie, she took time off for her mom, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the one? Okay. So they're all, and some of them are owners of restaurants. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty big deal. So right away, there's a quick fire challenge. Basically, they split them up in five teams of three, and What'd they you do a two minute challenge. Just to like show up and then it's like challenge. What do you awesome. Think? I love it. I love a show that has like, I, I watched um, Survivor now and I watch Big Brother. So the fact that, and I watched the challenge on MTV. So the fact that there is a challenge right away, I love that. What did you think? Yeah. Big Brother doesn't have challenges right away. It's kind of like, hey, everybody, meet everybody. This one was all like, welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Now do a challenge. Mm-hmm. And you got two minutes yeah. to do it. And you kind of saw their personalities. Well, come it was off really awkward to do it. it the way they did it too. Cause it was like, make a group of three. And then it's just like, you look around and there's strangers all around you and you're mm-hmm. just like uh i guess you who i'm standing next yeah. to yeah and some of them i think know each other a little bit yes there was the two women uh one's from kentucky uh and the other one's a blonde oh it's one. the mom there's uh-huh. the mom and then there's, there's the kentucky they know lady. each other from mm-hmm. new york so oh so they paired up did they pair up in this one quick fire i don't remember if they paired up but they were pairing up but they know each on. other you were yeah. saying they know each other they mm-hmm. knew each other they did know each yeah. other um, then we talk about deboning. I wrote this down, deboning a rabbit. Yeah. You have to debone. I just, a rabbit. I, have you eaten I rabbit debone, before? I debone chicken for you all the time. I can't even touch chicken. Like this yeah. is what would we make me a horrible. We get chicken thighs and I have to debone them for you. Like you won't eat them unless Mm-mm. there's no bone. No. I know that's weird. Yeah. Man, to be a chef, you have to be able to like touch everything. Yep. So they're deboning rabbits. I wouldn't eat rabbit. Well, a team is. Yeah. Are, have you eaten rabbit? Yes. Is it good? I like it. Mm. I also like duck. Mm-mm. No, no duck, duck. Duck, duck, gray duck. Uh, then they have their thing where they say hands up, knives down. Yep. That's the thing that we're going to hear well, all the time. they only get like 20 minutes to do everything. Two minutes right now. Oh, sorry. In this one. My notes say two minutes, but sorry. normally like I 20 thought there minutes. was 20 minutes. <laughs> no. Because you wrote it it's all weird. It's the quick fire. I know. It's my sloppy handwriting here. <laughs> um, so then they have 20 minutes to cook it with no knives. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's what. That, A team chose steaks. Can you believe that? That was stupid. They chose steaks. <laughs> So dumb. And they didn't have knives. <laughs> and they're thinking, like, what are we going to do? I think of the karate chop it. <laughs> well, maybe if you hit it enough times, you yeah. can get. I would just chew through it. Is that bad? Cause For when, the judges. Yeah. Cause to when, get pieces off, you would chew it. Yeah. Baby bird style it in their mouth. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah. I do that. I this is why I don't cook. I don't know what I'm talking about. that's the team that made the best move, which was in order to add a protein, they're like, well, we can't do the steaks. They need to cut it. Let's just add an egg. Like, how smart to be on the fly to add a poached egg to their yeah. dish. Yeah, and they did a perfect poached egg, yeah, yeah, yeah. by the way. The judges loved it. I wrote down lid on the top drama. Uh, where's the lettuce? And, uh, yeah, that's... There was some drama with the lid. Do you remember that? The lid. Mm-hmm. There was some drama with the lid. Lid on top. Oh, well, they told them to put a lid on top of something. I don't know. Some of these notes don't make any sense, and I'm just realizing that right now. Yeah. So they're like, hands up, utensils down, but mm-hmm. not, not knives down because nope. they can't use knives. So then they have to present the food to the judges um, to try, and the judges seemed impressed. Yeah. I mean, the worst was the yellow team because they did the uncooked rabbit and they said it was aggressively seasoned. <laughs> Just imagine, like. But there was um, that guy on that team. He was watching him like season the rabbit, and that guy was like, "Oh, don't, 
don't put that much seasoning. Yeah, he called it. But nobody wants. It's the first episode, so nobody wants to be like, "Hey, you're doing it wrong." Mm-hmm. From what I know, because then it's just like starting drama right off. Because you know, all of them came in with their own egos, and they're like. Mm, what are they doing? You know they wanted to go, I'm the best chef. Like, yeah. don't touch my rabbit. I know how to debone well, it. Well, chefs are very... Um, territorial? Territorial. No, mm-hmm. they're very... They understand what they like, and it needs to be done in that way. Mm-hmm. When I worked in the kitchen, it was militaristic style, whereas, like, the chef, the head chef, was the one who kind of said the way things went, and everyone just kind of followed rank and file. Yeah. So I but think... you had to stay organized. When you have that many big mm-hmm. personalities, at least three per team and what, 20 people right off the bat, I I was, I was, I was impressed that nobody started like talking and delivering right away, except for your least favorite guy, old Blondie. Um, oh, Blondie Bear. I call him mansplainer because I feel like he was mansplaining noodles down the road to a woman who, yes, yeah, that was she didn't challenge. have enough time. But we don't need, like, she she knows. But we even, don't need your explanations. Even this quickfire challenge with Nini, he was the one who took control of that group. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are too nice. And so then, you know, there's miscommunications where one person did take the lead and was just kind of like, this is what we need to do. Maybe for you, you didn't like it because it was like, why are you stepping over these two women mm-hmm. who are in your group? Yeah. Is that how you felt? Well, I don't know. I just felt like he just talked a lot when he should have just mm, piped down just a little bit. Especially about bit. the noodles. Yeah, she gets it. She's frantic. She's sweating on these noodles trying to get them out. And That's she knows she's probably challenge. not. I know. But I'm just saying, as yeah. the episode went on. And then there were moments where I was like, oh, he's not that bad. And then he would do something else or go, mine's going to win. And I'm just like, him and brown hair glasses. I don't know if I'm on uh, their, <laughs> their team yet. So, like I said, the yellow team is the worst. Uh, the white team, the fish is under seasoned. They said uh, the best was the green team who did the poached eggs. Mm-hmm. And they left out the steak, mm-hmm. which was a good idea. Uh, and the prize was two VIP tickets to the 145th Kentucky Derby. To so split between three of them? Each chef got two. Oh, so they get to bring chef. a friend. Oh, yeah, they goodness. didn't have to split it between them. They that were would like, be. Here are three, two tickets for you three. <laughs> Fight. Figure it out. <laughs> now you can have your knives. But nobody was eliminated or anything, which was good. But it was kind of like a welcome to the show. And moment. a reward challenge, yeah. too, just to kind of see where they sit and see how they're going to act. So then we go into the elimination challenge. You know who was mad? Did, did she? She didn't win Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky's been mad. Yeah. We're covering the first two episodes. You guys were on the first one right now, but Kentucky's been mad the whole time. Yeah. Kentucky's got a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. Yeah, she wants to bring it home for Kentucky. Well, She's she like, has, this is where I'm from. Yeah. I'm going to get it done here. Mm-hmm. She was really like straightforward about she's, it. I feel like she has more pressure on herself, but she's Ooh. also... She was kind of annoying as the episode <laughs> went on. Really? You about, found her annoying? Well, when she kind of heard Nini, like Nini came for her and was like, mm-mm. Like, because she kept saying, we're jumping ahead, but in the second episode, I oh, think it was. Oh, let's not talk about that just yet. But stay tuned, because stay she did tuned. kind of. So we go to the Elimination Challenge. Uh, they introduce a guest I really judge. Like, yes. And it was David Danielson, which is the executive chef of Churchill Downs, so the place where the Kentucky Derby I is. I like the elimination and what they did for the challenge, which was to bring a group of people to try in everybody's food. How cool was that? I love that. And oh, everyone all those had, people, and they had to explain their food. It was mm-hmm. almost like being in a carnival. Your least favorite guy and one of my least favorite guys 
was the guy who has like the nervous tick who worked for one of the previous uh, season winners. Yeah, we should probably pull up their names. Well, and- I'll I'll um I'll actually pop them up on the screen. So Ooh, that would be play. awesome. Yeah. So I think like him, he was just such a nervous wreck and trying to get people to come in and like talk and like take his food. Like I would be so like, I don't want to take your food. You're too nervous. Like what'd you do with it? Well, it's amazing that some of these chefs, you actually have to have like a good personality to, to, mm-hmm. to do the show. Yep. So maybe some of them aren't the most social people, but I think to be a head chef, you have to be social as well and kind of charismatic to sell your food. Oh, That's what it seems like. If you like. want to be a personality, some chefs are just, yeah. I mean, cause you have like Wolfgang Puck. Is, Bethany uh, Frankel. No, she was that. Well, she's skinny chef. Skinny girl, yeah. Um, yeah, those are all personable people. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like... Well, you have Guy Fier Ferrelli. What's his name? Fieri. 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 Yeah. He's pretty personable. He's pretty personable. A lot of yeah. flames going on. A lot of <laughs> his shirts and stuff. My mom bought us a spatula with mm-hmm. Guy Fier. It said tacos on it. God, it did not. Yeah, it did. What? The one she didn't give Why us. Why would the spatula tacos? say tacos? I don't know. That's Guy Fieri. She got it on sale at Kohl's. And so she gave it to us. Do we, we still have it. I don't know. And when she came to visit, she was mad that it was still in the packages. And I'm like, Nana, I'm sorry. She was mad? Yeah, she goes, how come you guys don't use this? I go, because I thought it was a joke. It's a spatula with Guy Fieri on it. says tacos. I didn't know it said tacos. It's very racist. Hmm. What? Are you calling Nana racist? If you guys listen to the podcast regularly, you hear Nana. Nana's not racist, but apparently Chell thinks that uh If you have a... um, a son-in-law who is a minority and you get them a gift that tries to celebrate that culture, mm-hmm. that's not racist. She got you because it's the guy. Let's not get started on you because people will believe that you think Nana's I don't think she's racist. racist. Um, there's a lot of talk of mint, mint juleps. And I don't. I know that's not called beverage. Mint juleps are very famous in that part of town. Yeah, because old Kentucky kept talking about it. And I was like, calm down. Yeah. Okay, what was your favorite it. dish from the Elimination Challenge? Um... The pasta that didn't work. No, <laughs> really. No, it wasn't. Yeah, because she was stressed about making that pasta. Yeah, I don't. She was. She wasn't meant to make the pasta. No, she was going to make something else. She wanted to make a ravioli, and it. And the guy kept saying, "You're not going to have enough time." And he was right. Well, yeah, she knew that, but she. You don't need someone over you adding more pressure. I mean, like you're not going to be able to do it. I don't think you'll be able to do it. You're going to be able to do it. It's like no, dude. He was trying to be helpful. Was he? Mind your business. You only got so much time Mind to cook. Mind your business. Really? Mind your business. Why? What is he, one of the judges? No. I didn't understand. But they were like similar teams, so he was like trying to be helpful. Like Then help her by making some more noodles. He can't. He has to make his own dish. Well, then shut up and make your own dish. He's I so rude. I was over him. I did not uh, I like noticed. him too much. So the 200 VIP guests show up, and uh-huh. they're presenting their dishes. And then people win. They either place, or they do show, or they lose. Yeah. One chef win, one chef place, one chef lose in each group. Mm-hmm. Very good, child. It's like you took the notes, but you didn't. Uh, so first, they must shop for food, and it's time. So before all of this, they mm-hmm. have to shop for the food, and that's everything is timed. This, do you guys do you remember the show Supermarket Sweep, where people would go through a supermarket? And I always wanted to be on that show. But this kind of reminds me a little of Supermarket Sweep, but with higher stakes because then they have to cook it. So I'd yeah. be good at the shopping for it. Yeah. But once the cooking started, I, I'd go. Ooh, I don't yeah. think I can do this. Um, so David, uh, there's two people making ricotta 
I wrote down David is one of them. Yep. And uh, one didn't some or the David guy, I think it was him. He didn't grab flour for his gnocchi. Oh, that was the guy who got nervous and he made soup. So he made a vegan soup, which ended up being one of their favorite things. Yeah, yeah. So he screwed up. Yeah. And that's kind of a theme for him, I think. No, for this episode because even the first one with the steak, they screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about thinking on your feet. Yes, and that's the amazing thing I really like about the show. It's exciting because I'm like, oh, he's screwed. And then it goes to show Tom, is that one of the judges' names? We're still learning. Is eating, he goes, this is great. And I'm like, that's fuck up soup. Yeah, you know, that's fuck like, up soup. he messed up. Would you eat fuck up soup? Yeah, I'd eat anything. Okay. I told you, I'm a really good eater. I told you that. <laughs> well, I agreed with it. So uh, they're cooking in the Top Chef kitchen for like two hours. It's a pretty big process. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I said the blue guy, because I didn't know his name, tries to mansplain pasta. I don't think anybody's blue inside the... No, like he was from the blue team originally, one of the blue guys. You're talking about the blonde guy. We, yeah. We talked but about But I that. know, but I wrote that in my notes. I thought it was funny that blue I said guy. he was a mansplainer. Uh, Kelsey and Sarah talk about the mint juleps, and they know each other. So that's their names, Kelsey mm-hmm. and Sarah and... They are talking about teaming up to get people out. So there's already like alliances forming. I like that. You like that? Oh, it adds so many elements to lots of different shows I watch. Mm -hmm. And they should kind of team up and help each other. I don't know if I saw that in the episode really, but they talked about it. Yeah, they did talk about it. So Pablo. She was all like, don't tell everybody I bake, okay? And she was like, don't worry, I I got your back. Mm -hmm. We get introduced to Pablo. You really like Pablo. I I really like like Pablo. He's cooking with fish and bourbon mm-hmm. he's trying to uh he's a he's just like nini where he's all like i want to incorporate my culture with the dishes that i present so he's like trying to mix culture and the dishes yeah which i think is makes it even more interesting because mm-hmm. you never know what they're going to put in Mm-mm. you know yeah and try something that maybe the judges haven't had before uh again mr blonde hair still mansplaining then she decides, like we said, to do fettuccine instead. Uh, then we go to the mansion that they're all staying at. So not only do they have to compete against each other, they also have to stay together yeah. in a Kentucky mansion. Everyone knows where in each other poops. Yep, that, yep. that's something too, Chell. And- <laughs> if you're going to sabotage, you're just going to take up the most bathroom time in the morning and then make everybody... Make them late. But I think they all late. have to travel there together Yeah, at the same time. But you might as well just you know start getting people's heads mm, okay like eddie did an episode too Ooh, eddie heats that was a lot of lamb that's all i'm gonna say we're <laughs> jumping ahead on that so what did you think about the dishes that were presented to the judges in the elimination challenge was um, there one that really stood out to you i think it, it was the vegan soup because i you thought like it was badass that he screwed up yet he did such a great job yeah and you know what's interesting is that um, there's these chefs who plan for their meals that ended up losing, but they had all the time to plan for it. And it wasn't until yeah. someone was put under pressure in order to deliver that that person was actually shown like, whoa, if you think on your feet and you're mm-hmm. willing to improvise with what you got, you can really create these amazing dishes. Yep. And I think that's like the theme that's going along or the, the message, uh, with this show is that you there's going to be a lot of mess ups in the kitchen and you're not going to get everything you need but if you can work with what you got and make the best of it then you can really create something special 
Yeah. And I think that's the key. Like, I don't know much about food or anything, but to a good chef or someone who's good in any profession is if you're able to improvise and what you do under pressure Mm. is so important. So I think we're learning that in the show. And this is the time when I want to give a shout out to my favorite team member we mentioned briefly earlier is team Justin Sutherland. He's the executive chef at Handsome Hog in St. Paul, which you guys is, I know you don't care, but I do. It's on the same street I grew up on. 6th Street in St. Paul, Minnesota. So I'm Team Justin. Right when I saw him walk in Churchill Downs with his cool hat, I was like, I like that guy. There's something about him. Hello, we're he from the same place. He smokes weed and gets drunk. He smokes weed, he gets drunk, he likes to joke around, and he's good at what he does. And mm. he's young and he's handsome. All things I am. No, I'm not. But, um, young and handsome. But I'm very handsome. But I'm not very young. So I'm Team Justin, and who's who are you team right now? Right now, I'm digging Pablo, and I'm and digging Nini. Nini. Okay. That's who I'm digging, but it's a good change, I know. Well, the Minnesota boy, he's saying he wants to prove that he can cook some southern food. Because mm-hmm. Minnesota is like known for kind of bland-ish yeah. food. We get teased a lot for it. So mm-hmm. we actually are probably going to go check out his restaurant when we're so, back in Minnesota. So everyone was looking fabulous in terms of like the judges. I think a lot of those judges, like there was that judge that wore the white glasses. He was looking good. Padma was looking good. Like the judges were dressed. Oh, we're talking about their style. Yeah, they were dressed to the nines. Like they're taking their job seriously. Yeah, they were Mm -hmm. going to this Kentucky Derby uh, dance party. Oh yeah, because they're the Kentucky Derby. You have to dress up. You have to wear hats. You have to wear hats. But Padma had like the smallest hat, right? Yeah. Didn't they tease her for that? It was so cool. Mm -hmm. I was really bummed to see that. You know, I know this is a competition, but like three of those chefs had to go home, and that was uh, Noodles Girl. The one that you were They like, didn't have... Not three had to go home, sorry. only one. They went into the finals like either one of you three will go home. They were the losers, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had Noodles Girl, right? Yep. Then you had um, Biscuit Girl, right? She was like the biscuit queen. Oh, ricotta biscuits and yeah. tomatoes. Soggy biscuits. If that's and what you're known for, you have biscuit. soggy biscuits. Yeah. You can't... And then you have... They tore her apart when the, she... Brought that dish up to the judges. It well, because so she's known, she's known for, and you should know. I, I'm talking like I know, but she should have known. I don't I know. Think. I just like. Whew. So you have fettuccine biscuits, and then you have Kevin with the beets and arugula. Ricotta. Oh yeah, so plain Jane. I didn't he like. He was that going he chose. safe. I didn't like that choice. Mm-mm, not I today. Feel like, I feel like if you're this, this is episode one, you bring it. You bring it. You bring it you to the bring house. It. Right? You make it happen. You and, Mariah Carey make it happen. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what happened? Biscuit girl Biscuits went home. Went home. And That's I, so sad. That is so sad. Beats and arugula should have went home. But they get a last chance kitchen, and I actually watched it for the first time. And she got to it. compete against three other former contestants on Top Chef. And she lost again. And it was Biscuits again, and she biscuits. lost. So I'm sorry, Biscuits. She cried, and I feel bad. But Caitlin, you got to go. Yeah. Well, I was really sad. I think that the judges shouldn't have let her go home first. She actually swung for the fences. She yeah. missed. They should have had. But it wasn't like the Mr. basic ricotta guy. Mr. Beets Mm-mm. and Bunt over no. here not coming with, with nothing. Beets, arugula, ricotta. He won't make it far because ultimately he's just like, I just want to just, you know, just stay till the weekends. It's he like, doesn't want to stand out, out or anything. Yeah, you're not going to do anything. You got to stand out. But, but, you know, Biscuits had two chances. And she messed it up. Two chances? Yeah, because she did last chance kitchen. Oh, I, I mean, like one chance. Yeah, because you're but not then they gave chat. her another chance. So I just think the yeah. pressure was too much. You, if you go to one like one path or one road only, like mm-hmm. I'm going to make this, and if I don't have the right things, I'm still going to make it. It's not going to be good. She mm-hmm. should have just turned it into dumplings or something like Soggy that. Soggy biscuits, Ugh, disgusting. Yeah. That yeah. makes me almost puke as much as so ricotta. Were you happy that she went home or no? 
I mean, I felt bad for her, but then I when I too. watched her on The Last Chance Kitchen, I'm like, well, she had a chance. You know who I was happy to see win and got best dish was the woman uh, who had taken a break from uh, yeah, Natalie, yeah, Natalie, and she didn't think that she had it in her, so it gave mm-hmm. her a lot of um, encouragement and it built up her self esteem again. Yeah. So yeah, Kevin, you're not ambitious enough. You better be careful. And mm-hmm. Caitlin, please pack your knives because you have to go. No. So she left. So now we'll get into episode two. That sounds good. Of episode Top two. Chef. Um, episode two was awesome. Uh, bourbon barrels and burgoo. Is that what it was? Burgoo. Yeah, he said okay. it right. Uh, so they had to make a. The first challenge was. It actually, was for Gail. Yep. The first challenge they had to make a meal for pregnant Gail. Gail couldn't be a part of the show. Who's normally a judge, I guess. She's about to pop. We didn't know her, but. And so they were going to bring two meals to Gail, and she would choose between those two to win immunity. Mm-hmm. And that was a fun challenge. Your boy. She was craving meat. Yeah. Your boy, actually, the guy you don't like, Mr. Mansplainer. Mm, Blondie Mansplainer. Yeah, he was one of the people who won. And then the other guy who won was the ribeye corn succotash guy. Mm. Uh, who He takes it home. He, he takes it home. Gail really liked his dish. But you could tell, right? Because you were saying like... Oh, when we were watching Gail. So then uh, they bring it to Gail in her apartment. And I'm like, poor Gail's got to cook it. Couldn't someone cook it for her? But she's like, she's a chef. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So she's eating the other one, and then when she gets to the ribeye, she's just, oh, she's not even talking. She's finishing the whole thing. I go, she's eating the whole thing. That's her favorite. Yeah. She wouldn't it. stop eating. Oh, she was like, mm, mm. Yeah. What was the other one? <laughs> the, the baby one loved it. And the other one, she's boy. like, mm, this is really good. And then the, oh, the steak <laughs> she was shoveling in. I loved it. I wish, uh, I mean, I'm glad she's having a baby or whatever, but she seems like a really cool judge. And uh, I think maybe if we watch next season, we'll see more of Gail. But she picked her winner. And so they, I don't remember what they won. Do you remember what they won? Immunity and $10,000. No, they didn't win $10,000 later the in the episode. Got, yeah, the winner got, right? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they basically got invited to the uh, whiskey uh, making factory. Maker's Mark. <laughs> Maker's Mark. <laughs> Maker's Mark. The whiskey making. Clearly, they we got drink to a like, lot of whiskey. go around and like try fresh whiskey. That was so awesome. I would love to do that to try like fresh stuff that people make. And then they got to experience like southern cooking, and they had this big spread, and like yeah, they got to try like, all oh. the foods. I, I love chefs; they get they love eating. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would love to be a chef in a different life. Like, they looked like they were enjoying themselves because yeah. they're drinking whiskey. They're seeing how they do with the bottle where they get mm-hmm. the melty stuff on yeah. it. What's it called? I don't know. It looks wax. like melted it's wax. wax. Yeah, and everyone has their own way. It's called wax. Clearly, we're very, the melty stuff on the bourbon. So, out of those dishes that they brought out to everybody, everything fried. What? Did, oh, that was your favorite. Yeah, anything that was fried. Oh, frog legs was my favorite. You yep. like? You would try frog legs? I might. They looked really good. What about I, that pudding? It's gross. That bread. Pudding oh, that was my favorite. What was it? Bread good. in a bowl or yeah. bowl bread? Yeah. Oh. <gasps> That looks so good. Oh my god! Especially since I'm on keto right now, I was like bowl bread. <laughs> one of them, one of them was smart enough that when they're like, "There's all this food," they're giving us alcohol. There's a challenge coming, and as soon as he said, Kentucky that, didn't. She didn't think she so, didn't though, because she's sitting back. Going, yeah, she's yeah. Enjoy Kentucky because it was beautiful. She's like, "Welcome to my home." This and is and they're beautiful. getting messed up because it's like 21 percent alcohol mm-hmm. in that bourbon. Mm-hmm. And then here come judges. Padma always happens. And Padma says, "Like, hey, this is the chef who cooked you the food. Mm-hmm. They introduce. He he talks about all the food, and then they're like, your challenge is you're going to split up into two teams, and you're going to present." Your versions of the like whatever you choose out of these foods. Everyone has to pick one of these, and then yeah, you do yeah. your version of it. And Kentucky was like, 
This is my challenge. Because mm-hmm. she had some liquid courage. So yeah. then she starts. She did have with liquid her, courage. Oh, that's what it was. Because she oh, was talking with sense. her group. Yep. And they were not. And was she on the black team? Because there's two teams. There's two teams. And I think it was. The- she was like when they started planning that night, she was the bossiest one. She was bossy. Remember? Because they were all like, well, I could make this. And she's like, I can make that too. No, she was like, I can make that better. I can make that really well. I and can then do that. <laughs> basically, Nini was like, well, what are you going to make? You need to choose because we're all saying the things that we can make and you're saying you can make it better. Like, yeah. way to go, Nini. You need to check that liquid courage. Mm-hmm. She check checked it. it. So they didn't seem like they were going to do well. The other team seemed smooth oh, sailing. They the were getting were along. Like, we're best friends. High five. Yeah. You want to do that? Awesome. Yeah. I want to do this. Oh, yeah. And, and they, I'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> they seemed like they were going to have it down and be totally mm-hmm. together. And it ended up being the exact opposite. Because when they actually went shopping, the team that seemed Eddie to be Money. together... Eddie Money, which is now his new nickname because he spent 500 and some dollars on He was on supposed lamb. to buy Boeing and he bought Boeing But he lamb. said Boeing would be more expensive, but you said he was probably lying. I think he wanted the, like, when you think about, like, bone in your meat, it actually flavors your meats better, from what I understand from mm-hmm. watching the Food Network. Uh, so I think he chose that so that he could get really good in his dish, but he ended up effing, can I cuss or no cussing? He ended up effing. He ended up effing over everybody on his team because as soon as they brought that basket full of stuff to the cart, to the checkout, they were like, I spent $500 on lamb. And then nobody wanted to put any of it back. Because they only got like, what did they get, $1,200 or something? Yeah, $1,500. Oh my, no, they didn't get $1,500. They got like $1,500. And like... To get to that point, even the other team was watching him and they got anxious and they're like, we got to check our stuff because they went over. Maybe we went over. I mean, they couldn't even get enough lemons, limes, oranges, Natalie was screwed over. Everyone was screwed over. And he... Everyone. But he didn't care. The thing with this guy is he's so living in the shadow of the chef that was already on Top Chef. And he's just like, well, he got all this notoriety and I want this notoriety and I want to do well. And it's like, bro, calm down. You have to make your own mark. Yeah, he's too nervous. He's a walking panic attack. And he makes me really nervous. He makes me nervous too. You know, we forgot to mention, watching them grocery shop i was getting a lot of anxiety because eddie immediately is like jumping up he can't even see over the counter the poor guy and eddie money's just jumping up and he's sweating and he's panicky and he's got all this lamb even and the butcher didn't want to deal with him nobody wanted to deal with him he butcher, like left the screen as soon as he, he just went. exudes anxiety mm-hmm. and i'm about to have a panic attack even thinking about him and i couldn't believe why didn't someone say because they have to make these meals for uh, how many people? Like 40 or some? And why wouldn't they just say, let's put some of the lamb back? Yes. And make smaller portions. Why because did they let him get almost $600 in lamb? Nice. Everybody wants to be nice. They should have been like, dude, you got to put stuff back. You can't do this to us. We've heard time and again, and this is only the second episode, and this is our first season watching Top Chef, but we've already heard a bunch of how important seasoning is, and mm-hmm. we know they're not going to get seasoned, they, right? They screwed over Natalie, mm-hmm. who won the first the first episode. Yeah. Like, you basically, she needs to make a lemon meringue pie, and now she has to They have what? four lemons <laughs> and she's someone gotta, else. You know, she's got to, like, stretch that thing. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You That's should like, be able to get more lemons and put yeah. a little lamb back. So they have you to, should. They're scrambling. Just put 50 bucks back. That's what I would have been like, dude, yeah. put 50 bucks back. And like, we can get more lemons and at more least oranges. Yeah, because everyone, even the um, St. Paul boy, he was like, I need some yeah, oranges my for my Justin, dish. my Justin. Yeah. Oh, it was so rude. Then they had to go. So after they're all grocery shopping and it was very 
panicky. Then they have to go cook in like 99% humidity Kentucky oh my God, summer. Yes. And Natalie just, it was not her day. Like her trying to get the meringue, it was like all to like rise. melted. It looked like barf when she served it. Justin was like, not today, devil, not today. Yeah, I love that Justin that said great, that because yeah. I say that all the time. But then the other team, the one with Kentucky, was actually like hitting it on all cylinders. And mm-hmm. I really thought that they just were going to fall apart. Yeah, I thought her Nini would go head to head more, no. but I think her liquid courage Nini, wore off. Yeah, Nini's like stepped up like when she was done with her dish she started helping out other chefs like she was there to make sure the team they were wins. more cohesive and the mm-hmm. other team by this time they're mad still at eddie money yep and you can tell they're and calling them eddie money they're calling them eddie money and they're doing these passive aggressive comments like mm-hmm. yeah well you know you took all the stuff it's no big deal it's no big deal you know we're all just gonna fail because of it but hey you know, i'm just joking i feel like if they if he if the team fails it should be the guy who decided to take that much right yeah. Because even the judges said, like, this lamb was the best dish. It was amazing. Of course it was. They spent the all the team. money on yeah. it. Yeah. That's like, of course it's going to be the best dish. He basically pushed himself ahead. What he almost won I want the him to lose individual episode. challenge, which mm-hmm. whoever had the best meal wins also $10,000. Mm-hmm. And he almost won that. But instead, um, Nini ended up winning it because she had her own spin mm-hmm. on her dish. Bringing culture and the dish mm-hmm. together. That's why I like her. I felt like Eddie Money should have caught to the it decision. more. He should have gone home. Yeah. And he should have said, you know what? I screwed up. I think people would have, I know this is a show and it's for money and it's for notoriety, but I think it makes him look bad to let Natalie take the fall. He don't care. He want to get ahead. And That's why he's so nervous. And how Natalie went from number one to, to now going home. home. But I also do think because Natalie- Because of Eddie Money. Because of Eddie Money. But Natalie did get confident, but I think at times she got a little overconfident. Really? You thought so? episode A little bit. I think mm-hmm. it fe- I was really happy for her, but then there were times when, I don't know, like where she wasn't as self-aware as I thought she would have been had she been a little more afraid that she was going to go home. But I don't think she thought she was going to go home at all. Really? Like, this oh, because she won amazing. It's like, yeah. yeah, but it looks like cat throw It looked up. like a wet blanket yeah. that you were forced to eat. It just it didn't look good. But Eddie, no, Eddie Money was just like, he sits there like, okay, and he's just sweating. He's and like he's trying nervous. to play low key about how he f's over people. But he's he might not be my key. least favorite. He's my low f- least favorite right Even now. more than Mansplainer. Yeah. I think he is my least favorite. Well, Mansplainer got his when he was, when he found out who actually won the um, immunity challenge. Oh, yeah. Because he, was he like, thought he go. got it. I got this. And it was like, mm-hmm. and then it was like corn ribeye, corn succotash. And he was like, oh, yeah, that, that was a good dish, too. I just felt bad. They had to feed 50 people with three lemons i mean how was yeah, that gonna can't happen do that. so what do you think of top <gasps> and justin chef? lost his corn on the floor oh do you oh, remember that part yeah. justin couldn't put most of his oh, corn on my his dish. gosh there was so much chaos that this was very this episode was very chaotic i loved it mm-hmm. i loved seeing all this stuff go down and happen and thinking that they had to cook in this humidity i mean we live in california now but i grew up in humidity and also humidity in the south and the midwest it's just it's gross yeah. and having to cook and concentrate in that and they're just dripping sweat and I'm thinking well maybe their sweat could salt the food I don't know because yeah. it was just gross, like gross. it was so gross but everything needed more seasoning and so what do you think of Top Chef so far I like it you like it mm-hmm. I like that they have nicknames for people I like that there's Ooh. been a little bit of drama but it's mm-hmm. basically based on people's talent and their career mm-hmm. and it's not just like it's rich people. people yelling at each other no it's not it's and these people, people actually are chefs what yep. do you think I love it so far um, let's see how would you rate the first two episodes 
Now, in the chef's world, you have to get uh, Michelin stars. So the top episode is a five Michelin star. What's a Michelin star? It's like you're like... Like a tire? It's like... No, it's not a tire. Michelin tires, though. Yes, I understand. But a Michelin star rating is... You You goaded me into that. No, I don't know. Yeah, that's why you gave the camera an eye. I saw you. Because you're sassy. Um, so a Michelin star rating, if you get five, that means you're one of the best restaurants in the world. Oh. So what would you rate these first two episodes For of Michelin, Michelin stars? I th- one through five. I mean, having never watched Top Chef before, I think this started really good. I think the chefs are really likable. So am I they rating are. one and two together as one? Yep. Okay, I'm going to start it with a four. I love that they're in Kentucky. I don't know much about Kentucky. I love that there's a lot of diversity on the show, which we don't see in a lot of other Bravo shows like Housewives and Vanderpump. So I'm really, I'm really love it. I didn't think I'd like Top Chef this much when Chell suggested I'm like, right, people are cooking, boring. I'd rather see them going out to eat. But this is actually really, like, actually right up my alley for other shows that I like watching. Um, I don't like what Eddie Money did. But it pains him to be the villain right away. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say that this season started off great. I'm going to say five Michelin stars. <gasps> Perfect. Yeah, it oh, was it was great to see. You never give that to Housewives mm-hmm. or Vanderpump Rules. Mm-mm. So, all right. Well, join us next time when we review the third episode of Top Chef. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Married to Bravo podcast. You did it. You got through it. If you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on our social media, Married, the number two, Bravo, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you, Chell. Thank you, Producer Tilly. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you, Jolene. You're the best. I love you. Oh, this is going to make a bar. Bye. Good.